Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Dr. Marketing Tips, your prescription to the answers you seek for growing your medical practice. Hey guys, this is Jennifer with Dr. Marketing Tips, and I thought I would do a quick audio post today just talking about um, building referral relationships. It's something, especially this time of year, that we talk about a lot in the practices that we work with. And so I thought maybe it'd be a tip or a couple of tips that I can offer you that might be appropriate as you're thinking about going out there and delivering holiday gifts or just your referral relationship building that you do all year long. So just like your offices, um, most of the offices that you will be out there visiting are extremely busy. And so my suggestion to you is to make sure that you have something good to say. Don't just bring donuts. You know, they end up in the break room and don't necessarily translate to more referrals for your practice. In fact, most people will just refer to you as the donut girl or guy, but won't necessarily remember who to call when they're looking to send a referral. So just a couple of thoughts. You know, first and foremost, bring a physician. We know it's easier said than done, but do it anyway. Physicians want to meet with other physicians, and your job as the physician liaison is to help facilitate interactions between these physicians. They're looking to you to help strengthen relationships for them. You know, I was talking to a practice manager a couple weeks back who said, you know, that they're having a hard time in that their doctors are a little bit older at their practice and they haven't necessarily done rounds at the local hospital in years. And as a result, you've got, you know, older doctors that have retired, younger doctors that are coming up through the ranks and have taken leadership positions within the community and at the hospital itself. And then you've got the older private practice guys that just haven't been able to maintain their relationships relationships because all of their colleagues have started to retire. So um, at the end of the day, it's always easier if you can bring a physician with you on that visit and let them meet one-on-one. If you have an opportunity to plan for it, bring a physician, but also bring lunch. Call ahead and make sure that the office that you're going to visit is prepared. Visit ahead of time and make sure that the office knows exactly who you are bringing and what you're hoping to get out of the visit. And then find out what the doctors actually want for lunch. And remember, you aren't just buying lunch for the doctors, but you're buying it for the staff too, you know, and maybe it's not lunch, maybe it's bagels, maybe it's coffee, but you know, I think you get the picture with this one. And um, when I say to visit ahead of time, you know, it's always like a great assistant, you know, an executive secretary that might be, you know, prepping their boss's calendar or their schedule for the day. And you want to get as much information in the hands of your boss as you can about this prospective visit. So make it easy for the physician team that you're visiting ahead of time. You know, they need to know who the doctor that you're bringing is, what his credentials might be, you know, the types of referrals that he's looking for, um, maybe a little bit of personal information, but just prep them with whatever information that you can so that when you go in there, that ahead of time, the doctors kind of have a chance that they know a little bit about each other. It makes building that conversation a little bit simpler and absolutely do the same thing for your physician. You know, do the research on the practice that you're visiting, do the research on that physician themselves, find out where they are, um, which hospitals that they're practicing with, the type of referrals that they might be looking for, anything that you know that's going on in the office. Have they moved into a new office? Make sure that your doctor is prepared when you guys walk in that door so that you aren't the one having to facilitate the conversation, but you've given your physician the tools that he can facilitate the conversation himself. 
You know, and the third thing um, when, I'm, when I'm thinking about referral visits is, you know, you don't always have to go face-to-face. Once you've built that initial um, get-off-the-ground relationship maybe between the two doctors, if you can build a relationship also with somebody else in the office, then my suggestion is that you call them once in a while and thank them for their recent referrals. Give them some feedback on the type of referral they sent over. Was it the type that you were looking for? Um, Is there anything that you could have done better? Was the transaction a smooth transaction? You know, and maybe on the other side, you've noticed that maybe they've stopped sending referrals. You know, pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, I've noticed that we haven't gotten any referrals from you in in a while. Is there something that has happened or something that's changed at your practice? You know, ultimately... It's your job to find out um, why that referral source dries up when it does. So having the relationships in place will make it a heck of a lot easier. And as we are approaching the holiday season, um, we actually have been having lots of conversations with the clients that we work with about whether or not to send holiday gifts or holiday cards. We have a client this year who is um, doing something kind of fun, and they're actually delivering gumball machines to their top 125 referral partners. It's kind of a cute idea because it's unique. Um, I have a feeling nobody else is going to be handing out gumball machines. The office staff will like it, especially like the front desk staff. It's branded and um, it's going to need to be refilled too, which means that, you know, come March or April, somebody can go back out with something else to put inside the gumball machine. I'll tell you this, be careful when delivering holiday gifts. For every gift that you actually deliver, and you know those gifts can be very expensive, there's a chance that you're going to leave somebody out. Um, Years ago, we worked with a cardiology group that had seen some of their referral relationships dry up over the years. And um, of course, they never bothered to do the research to find out why. But after some digging, we found out that it was simply because they were delivering holiday gifts to individual doctors. Um, So maybe they would send holiday gifts to five specific doctors, but it was a group of 10 um, full, like a full group of 10 doctors. So hence they were inadvertently forgetting people within the group. And those other doctors that were not receiving the gift became, became offended. You know, they, nobody would have been offended had nobody received a gift, but because half of the group was left out of that gift giving, there was offense taken. You know, and the same applies to holiday cards. If you're sending out holiday cards to some, make sure you're sending them out to everybody. You know, chances are it's not intentional if you leave somebody off of the list, but having a good list and making sure that it's current, you know, in June or July will save you a heck of a lot of time come November, December. You know, and then start thinking about what type of gift Um, works for your referral partners and be careful with this you know something like wine might seem nice but what if the doctor doesn't drink wouldn't you expect that your most valuable referral partner would know if you drink or not you know chocolate melts you know food especially like popcorn things like that you know doesn't even make it past the front desk staff so where's the value in actually sending an edible item if the doctor doesn't even know you sent it Please don't send a turkey. These guys can afford their own turkeys, and they're not going to know what to do them if you send them a big turkey. You know, and for the past couple of years, Corey and I have actually worked with a practice, and we'll be in the practice um, during the holidays. And there is literally somebody that sends the doctors um, pallet a, a pallet of meat. 
I'm talking about ribeyes and fillets and New York strips. And this is the kind of gift that costs real money. This isn't like a $20 gift that you're sending to a physician to say thank you for the referrals throughout the year. This is a gift that costs real money, but boy, is it a pain in the rear. I mean, when this thing arrives, it's all hands on deck trying to figure out where to put it, how to refrigerate it, what to do if the doctor's at another office or what if the doctor's out of town, um, there's so much meat that gets delivered, it doesn't even, fit, doesn't even fit in the refrigerators in the break room. So I guess the takeaway today is this, you know, it's your job to build referral relationships. But those relationships, they don't just happen when you're out delivering donuts or your holiday gifts. Real relationships are created over time through communication and by building trust. So this is Jennifer with Dr. Marketing Tips, and hopefully um, today's discussion um, just sparked your curiosity on a couple of things and maybe just made you a little bit smarter um, as you're going out there and planning your referral visits for the next couple of months. So until I see you next time, again, it's Jennifer with Dr. Marketing Tips. Thanks a lot, guys.